hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today is Rich Polly. Hello there. And Liam Baker. Meat and toad in the hole. You disgust me. I, disgust I don't know everyone. if we call that toad in the hole. It wouldn't come out of the pan. It would not come out of the pan, so I had to just really get into it and get it out. I'm just impressed that you managed to get a plate, if I'm honest. I'm impressed that you managed to cook something that wasn't instant mashed potato. I mean, he did say that all he did was put water in it. (laughs) I'd cooked the sausages for 10 minutes before. I didn't burn myself. (laughs) We're basically talking to the next Raymond Blanc. <laughs> Who's the one that just got drunk on TV? Just oh, let's put a bit of wine in there. Rude Keith Floyd. Keith yeah. Floyd. Like that with tequila. He didn't just get drunk. He did cook as well, but he did also get drunk while cooking. He I mean, got himself a cooking show so he could get drunk on TV. True <laughs> fact. <laughs> I knew I, I went wrong somewhere. Could, <laughs> I don't think anybody could change your mind on that one because it's fact. <laughs> Bless right, excellent. Um, we're going to be chatting today about there was an event at um, Bastion. It's the first event they've run. Um, some some of us went. There's <laughs> quite a lot of us actually, weren't they? From looking through uh, through the squad, it's basically Sift Takers and Nomad Squadron. Well, it's yeah. interesting that you uh, have int- not introduced the only person on the cast tonight that actually went to the event. I just assumed you weren't talking, actually, to be honest, Tim. Okay. So can you get back in your box, please, mate? <laughs> back behind the magic curtain. <laughs> and also joining us today is Timbo Slice. <laughs> We're not getting... oh. <laughs> no, no hello there now. <laughs> You've done He's it. In a huff. He's in a huff. He's just sitting, getting ready to just mute you, edit you out of the whole thing. Hello there. And we're also... You've missed a chance for hello, though. But we're also going to touch on the um, the new uh, spoiled cards. So I'll tell you what, Timbo, to make up for it, since you were at the event. Uh, I will say it's the first time going to Bastion, uh, which is um, it's based at a church in, I think it's called Fellsworth, which I thought was quite appropriate for X-Wing, um, <laughs> near Oldham. So sort of north east Manchester, I guess, um, for those who've not been there before. So it's... Um, Nice little sort of like community room or whatever we were in. Um, tables were a little low for my liking, but generally the place was quite nice. Pound for like unlimited tea and coffee and, and all that sort of stuff. And the price support was pretty good. All the sort of uh, Louis uh, cards and metal uh, bits and bobs. Um, so, yeah, it was a four-round, 13-player uh, event. And, yes, I took the easy mode uh, Jedi. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's essentially uh, Nathan Eady's uh, list, uh, but I've swapped uh, Ahsoka out for Lum- Luminara because I've flown her a fair bit before and I really like her ability. Fair. Cool. I remember last time we played, you got a lot of use out of her, to be fair. Yeah, like, I've, it's it's because I've I've generally got a higher initiative than some of the other types of lists I'm playing against. If I'm sort of focus firing into particular ships... They then spend their focus tokens to say mod their defense dice, and then when they shoot, you just make people sad by rolling their hits into eyeballs. So yeah, and uh, I've got patience on her as well, so she t- 
know in those those important engagements she's going into that with two force so i can do it twice yeah she's super powerful like when you combine luminara with other abilities that force people to spend their focuses in other attacks um she can just you know or you know if you're hammering things with three or four jedi shots before they get to shoot it's just like i tell you what now you can shoot unmodified and I guess I'll just turn that hit down to an eyeball, and now you don't have any hits at all. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. Turning turn the crits down to hits can be situationally quite useful as well. Um, yeah. So, like in the salvage mission, not you know risking taking that crit, um, or just ri- not risking taking a crit full stop. Um, you know, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, it can be pretty good. Um, and I think, as I sort of mentioned before we started recording. Uh, yes, she may take a deplete, but you know if she's got bullseye herself with the CLT, she adds the red dice back in. So you you, you still potentially got like a, a two or three dice attack uh, with that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. Um, I so if you look at the sort of the two sort of top tier list, the reason I picked Republic is I think there's a bit more to them, a bit more maneuverability, a bit more uh, like actually doing a bit more than just essentially just a jousting block that you know or, or just you know floating forwards with the rebels um so i've been quite enjoying that i'm still trying to get a hang of not flying obi-wan onto rocks which is uh harder than it seems but um equally Hard. That, yeah when, when you when you get his auto blaster going with a crit bot it's just silly yeah you're the second really... person i know that's done that now <laughs> but obi on a rock so it's what all the cool people do. It's because uh, it's you know you feel because of the 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 ship ability of being able to um, uh, make a pre move uh, barrel roll or boost. You kind of always go, yeah, I'm going to do this every turn, and then you then like I did against uh, uh, Nick from the Firecast in our Sift Taker League game, did the barrel roll and went, mm, that maneuver I've dialed is not fitting, and yeah, flew everyone onto a rock. So hey ho. Um, but no, Anakin is interesting. Um, certainly, learning how to fly him better, which is going well, and it is nice to fire a five dice proton torpedo occasionally. You're a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how much of this do you reckon survives a point change? Because you and Rich have both flown very sort of similarly, haven't you? Well, I... sorry. Go on, Tim. You go. Go on. So, so we were chatting about this at the weekend, and they have kind of backed themselves into a corner a little bit with the the costing of ships, because there's only so much you can do to adjust ships. And sure, you could make Obi Wan one point more, you could make Anakin one point more, but that means you just take like Shaq T and and Ayla Secura and uh, and other ships. You know, they can't boost all those ships up. So some, something will evolve. And equally, what do you do with your two-point ships? Sure, you could say, well, control shouldn't be two-point, but you'd imagine another V-wing would be two points instead. Because it. Ha- so I, think, I think we'll talk about this a little bit more in a, in a minute when we talk about the, the potential future points changes, and it's about how they're going to do points changes. I think that connects to what Tim said. Um, we, we, we don't know how they're going to approach it, because if they're just going to nudge some pilots up and some pilots down, then this doesn't make it through unscathed because things like Barris and Contrail are obvious candidates for being changed. Um, the thing is, as long as they've got two pointers and three pointers, the the list itself probably just evolves into a different Jedi instead of one of them and a different V-wing instead of another one. 
um, or a Z95 instead of a V-Wing or something, you know, the list will move and move around, but it'll still exist. I think what's more interesting for me is seeing if they leave the um, cannon slot on on the Jedi, or if they just ban auto blasters as a card, possibly, uh, you know, that like how they approach um, affecting it, because I think everybody agrees that the biggest mistake that they've probably made was putting auto blasters back onto Jedi um, or onto the ETA twos specifically. Um, they don't seem to have been prevalent on any other ship really. Um, there's a small handful that can take them uh, and make use of them, but they're not really seen much because they haven't got the list composition around them. But <laughs> Yeah, it's well, going to be interesting. I guess it's they like could they forgot they fixed It's like they forgot they fixed it at the end of 2.0. They're like, this is clearly a problem. And then when it came to 2.5, they're like, guys, let's stick a cannon slot on this. This would be good. I, I think that they looked at it. I genuinely think that when AMG did the points for this first big points change they looked at a slightly older version of the list not the most up-to-date ffg ones that they'd been working from as like a this is our solid baseline um and just none of their player testers thought to mention um or just didn't notice because you know we we believe that there was a smaller group of play testers looking at 2.5 and the 2.0 content um so maybe they just didn't notice um and yeah it's it's crept through but the amount of noise that's being made about it, I'd be surprised if it if it makes it through undamaged. And whether that is just auto blasters is banned or the slot is removed from the Etta, I don't know, but we'll see. See, I, don't... I think if they took the crit bit off, it wouldn't be such a problem. I yeah, I, I, I don't, well, I don't think auto blasters itself is is that bad. Like on lots of other ships, it's it's not as terrible as it is. It was terrible in in my. Uh, it's warm, I admit, because I had five of them. Um, and so that was bad. So they, they have, you know, the M3As are too expensive now with them. Um, but I think situationally, it's bad on the Etters because you can have uh, either the Crit Bot with Obi-Wan or you take Malice with Anakin. And plus they can take Marksmanship because they, they can take a Force and they can take a, a Talent. Um, so that that I think that is the the problem. It's it's the autobrasters on on that oh, particular man. chassis. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it exactly. And they've got the exact right loadout value to take the so the either of um, Anakin who can do it with Malice as well, or Obi Wan or Isla, the two I fives can all take the crit droid marksmanship, the auto blaster cannon, and patience. Um, or brilliant evasion, whichever they want. Um, so basically, they they've got the exact loadout value that they need to do the the ultimate build for that ship. Um, so there's no choice to be made. You're going to put a, an i5 or six edit in. Those are the upgrades that you put on it. It only becomes a decision if you've put in more than one in your list. So before we go down a rabbit hole of points, should we round off this event? Yeah, I was just going to say um, congratulations to uh, David Sutcliffe, uh, stay on the leader, for coming out on top. He also flew uh, Jedi. <laughs> but a little bit of a different list in his defense. In his defense. Yeah, because yeah. he's got um, Mace, Barris, Luminaire, and Ahsoka, and then Hawk in the lat. So the interesting thing about Dave's list is that he's got three Foresights in it 
it's a foresight list and he could have had another one he could have put one on barris as well um instead of having magpulse warheads um so he could have had four foresights plus hawk and the seventh fleet on a hawk basically means that you're laying down bullseyes all over the place you're double tapping when things fly into your bullseye um and one of your ships is getting plus one red dice plus re-rolls from the lap um and then you've got a focus so you basically got one ship that's doing four damage um or four hits i should say and then other ships that are going to be plinking um constantly um laying them down and as you mentioned before tim you've got a bunch of attacks happening at i4 um which is a good spot to be in i think um in the current meta because there's a lot of people coming in at kind of twos and threes to try and save a few points or, or buy a few extra bits of loadout so I, li I like this list a lot i think it shows how powerful the jedis are in general though because again it's just a, a load of the jedis and it's done really well like yeah. it's not that same copy and paste list. Yeah, I think like uh, so. I was quite fortunate that when the foresight triggered, certainly in the early to mid stage of our game, uh, when I played David, um, he literally rolled a blank and a paint, and so I got very lucky because with my three agility and force, um, I was able to dodge that damage. So foresight um, just ended up costing him force more than anything. Um, he obviously did well at the event because he managed to beat uh, the person who finished uh, Matt Cook in second and Richard King in fourth. Um, so he beat two of the other three and ones. Um, so he's obviously done very well because obviously they were they must have had uh, a good day themselves because their only losses were to David. Um, I think that was um, yeah. sort of says a lot, really. And it's nice to play in Republic. Let's do well. Yeah. Do you mean the resistance list? Uh, yes, sorry, resistance, ignore me. Yeah, so um, Rich King was flying a, a five-ship resistance beefy joust thing, um, which uh, looks good. Um, <clears throat> I'm playing about with it myself, and it's fairly solid. Um, a slightly different ver variety. And then Matt was flying um, Ray Poe, Merle, and um, Bucket. Uh, which I've again... actually flown against him flying that. It's actually a, a really interesting like, list. Oh yeah, that's his bread and butter as well, isn't it? You got so That's his bread and butter as well. He uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what he tends to drift towards, and he's not bad with it at all. Yeah, like just Ray and Poe go in there and wreck face, and the other two are just little objective runners. Yeah, and Ray's got heroic, so she can and heroic Rose and Finn, so she can do all sorts of nonsense with. I oh, I didn't notice the heroic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus brilliant evasion for if she gets the dirty, you know, double eyeball rolls on defense. Um, so she can just spend the one force to turn those. Yeah, heroic on defense is hilarious because at range three, you're basically adding a blank. So whatever you roll, you're probably avoiding two and getting a free target lock back at them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's a pretty nasty little build, that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was interesting. Nice I was just thinking the, the Bastion Bigger base is doing well. No, go on, yeah. Rich. It's fine. I was just going to say, Bastion Gaming is um, it's a, it's a relatively new thing. They set up just before. So Matt um, Hill, who's been on the podcast before, um, works for the church. Um, and he got funding to go and set up a, a church-based wargaming club, basically. Um, so he was a Sith taker. Um, and before that, he was in the Weekend Warlords. And, you know, he's been on the X-Wing scene for years. But he, he went off and started playing Keyforge just before lockdown. Um, and yeah, I got funding to set this up from uh, the Methodist Church. So um, it's great to see them actually 
now that lockdown's lifted, running events and getting out there and doing what they're what they said they were going to do, which is you know um, to provide spaces for people to go and meet up and play. Um, so it's it's a lovely thing that they're actually running. It's um, a nice touch hearing it, hearing of one actually opening up rather than closing down, especially yeah. recent anyway. Yeah, so it's like a gaming club, not a gaming store. They'll never sell stuff. It's just somewhere where you can go and play games with your friends on certain nights. I think it's Monday night is game night there. So, yeah, look it up if you're in the Manchester area and you want somewhere to go and play games. It's, uh, yeah, northeast Manchester, as you said. It's Failsworth-ish kind of area. I think it's Monday nights they um, they, they play, I think. Yeah. Said. Yeah, yeah. But no, the event was uh, the event was a fun day. It was nice to see uh, a few of the sort of Sif Taker uh, players that we perhaps haven't been playing an awful lot recently. And then we had a few of the guys from Nomad Squadron, uh, so the Fars and yeah, well, the, I'll say the Fars and the Franklins, I guess. <laughs> you know, the sort of the father son duos uh, coming across. Um, you know, we had Rob Gogatz coming out of uh, sort of retirement as such to come and play. He's um, been down on a Tuesday night the last few weeks. Plays two or three games and then goes yeah. and plays board games. He's he's fully in. He's back in now. Back in. Good to see. Cause... I'm just surprised where he is. Because Rob usually just rocks up to an event. And he goes, oh, I've brought this random list and then just smashes face with it. <laughs> didn't do it. To, didn't do it at Bastion Gaming. I know it's not like him. No, he had a well, he had a rough start because he drew me round one. Um, oh, when you cheat, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, I can't remember what mission we played. I feel like it was salvage, but it might have been scramble. It's one of one of the five uh, um, objective ones. So I was I was just outscoring him on, on objectives each turn, um, and I was able to sort of chase down Manaru fairly quickly. Um, it was, you know, we we did chat about things, and you know, I was sort of chatting over some of the rules and, and bits for him, just you know, as we were playing. Uh, and I think the scoreline was very unflattering because I managed to score eleven mission points in the last turn. So I finished the penultimate turn on nineteen, and then scored eleven to sort of get to thirty, which I think is probably the highest haul I've I've had of mission points. I did that to Mike Upton a few weeks ago. Um, it might have been the about three or four weeks ago. Um, were exactly the same thing. I was on like, I think seventeen, um, and then we played the last round, and I ended up and I killed his seven-point ship and a four-point ship, and got four objectives. So there was like I got a fifteen-point swing in the final turn, and I was like thirty-two or thirty-three, and it went from being like close at seventeen to fourteen or something to thirty-two, fifteen or something at the end, and it was like, yeah, that's that's rude because after the game had been won one turn shorter it's a 17 15 game you know it's a really really close game but because i killed two of his ships in one turn um it just goes brutal very very quickly but it's uh it's definitely not an easy thing to achieve so you know trying to finesse your mission points by delaying killing something doesn't seem to be a very wise <laughs> tactic especially because dice can happen and you suddenly lose the game yeah, yeah but it's fun when when it works out. <laughs> yeah. I just want to shout out to um, uh, Ian Franklin as well because he was undefeated, weren't he, going into the last round? Yeah, he got a bit of a headache. Easiest way to remain undefeated is to hmm. drop when you're three and zero. 
<laughs> just ask Dan Slavonian, six own nationals <laughs> done sorted. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> it would have been nice. Wait, I was going to say it would have been nice to see obviously Ian versus David because then we would have had a true you know, four four and zero at the end. Um, but yeah, no, this is it. Like I think some people obviously is getting back into it. I mean, he did say that he's been flying the B wings quite a bit, and he was actually bored of the B wings. And you know, after this tournament, he he sort of makes some changes um, to you know, what he's doing. It's also like you know a very reliable list, you know, a very efficient list. But I think. Absolutely. I'm just impressed it's got was it Ib, Ib, Ib to Sam the yeah. arc. It's I don't really know what he does. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one that has a fifty-fifty chance of removing stress after you do a K turn. Um, oh yeah. So you just roll a dice and you maybe aren't stressed after a K turn. It never happens. Like you always <laughs> roll a blank or an eye. It's just the way it works. <laughs> um, it's a bit like Jack Porkins. He always removes his stress and always takes a damage, even though there's actually a low chance of it happening. It just happens every <laughs> time. But yeah, he's got um, he's got just a bunch of efficient rebel ships in there. Two trajectory simulator B wings. Thanin is a really cheap X wing. Ibtisamin is a cheap three dice attack at four points, and then um, Derek and Blount in as the two two pointers that rebels have got, who are both really good. So it's quite it's a clever way to get Sabine Ren, uh, Sabine, Sabine Ren in the list, isn't it as well? Yeah, to put it on the arc. Yeah, who is hard to kill with hull upgrade? So mm. whatever that is, nine, ten health then instead of <laughs> nine. Yeah, a lot to chew through, especially when you're getting punched from all sides by other ships as well. So there's a lot of single modded attacks here. There's not a lot of double modded stuff, but um, obviously that's fine because it's very chunky. You know, shield upgrade on Thane, hull upgrade. Like a few of us on this cast. <laughs> yeah, chunky boys. <laughs> Chun- Hello. Hello and welcome to the chunky boys, if take a snapshot, chunky. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on to the new ships. Okay. So um, we've had the spoilers for the new Z95s. It's a new sculpt as well, isn't it, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it looks um, good. Yeah, it looks, from, on the box, it looks bigger. Like, I don't look, believe look, it will be. I think it's the same size, but just think the wings look like it's like bigger. So we it's look at the... what's that? Sorry, I think it's a bigger sculpt. I think it is. It's we definitely different. It looks different, it, but yeah, I'm a bit kind of. Uh, it's another couple of Z95s, and it's good that they look cool and that they look different. Um, yeah. So the 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 big well the main kind of spoiler because they, they've given us two pilots, is that the dial is the same as the existing Z95, which which is a bad dial. Um, yeah. It's just, it's not bad, it's just fairly bland and it's got nothing good about it. It's got like two banks or blues, but not the one banks. So, um, you know, if you want to turn, you've got to go a bit faster or you're doing one straight. Um, it's got decent K turns, but it's kind of just a bit, it's a bit ploddy um, and it's still a two health, uh, a two hole, two shield ship. With two reds and two greens, so there's not an awful lot. Of I was kind of hoping for a better yeah. dial as well, you know, because it's like yeah. supposed to be a newer model. So yeah, could have had no, like... it's an it's an older model. Yeah, but yeah but I mean, like then. it's it's new for the time period. It's yeah. out. Oh right, I think, it's I think new it's for a them. Variation of the Z Z ninety five. So it's got a different uh, serial number type deal. Yeah, same like the Y wing. I just I wanted something a little bit different, just to make it different you know 
Because I've got loads of Z95s. So, so what about this, Ben? What about this to make it different? It's a Z95, but it's got a different ship ability because it's got one, which is that you yeah. can equip a torp or missile upgrade. And while your revealed maneuver is blue, you can get a white boost added to your action bar so it can boost um, as long as you're doing blue moves. So you can still do those two banks into boosts or those three straights into boosts or whatever it is that they can do. Um, I'd have probably been more impressed if it was a linked action, I think. But what about this one? What about this one? How's about you can make it more exciting by putting Warthog in one with the same ability he's got in the line. <laughs> what about after you were a friendly non-limited ship at ring zero to two or destroyed during the engagement phase, that ship is not removed until the end of that phase. So you just fly your Z95 Warthog in, you take a little focus, you put a bit of dedicated around him, so maybe he's keep him alive for a little bit longer, and then he, all of your ships just go, well, you can shoot my Warthog, and that's fine, because we're all going to get to shoot anyway or I think he's going to be three points and he's going to be three points of pure distraction it'll be interesting because he's not <laughs> well he's not got the same power of the other warthog which is that he hangs around giving re-rolls yeah um, so you know he is just basically there to keep another ship there until the end phase which is the same initiative by the way yeah yeah <laughs> i3 so you're just shooting him basically until the end of uh you, you know I think you just shoot warthog first in this because yeah. he's not giving anybody else a buff um or you just ignore him um you kill your primary target and you acknowledge that you can't initiative kill things it depends how as well is. there's not a, there's not as many um non-limited ships these days that is true no there is there's loads they're all non-limited never know after you were a friendly, no, non-limited, not limited ship. That's what I mean. Yeah, so generics only, isn't it? It's oh. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the ability is good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I imagine a lot of the times it's probably only going to trigger on himself. It's two point yeah. good. Yeah, two point good. But and the other one that they've spoiled is Hawk, who's the one who gives you boost. Same ability. Yeah. So he's the lat who allows you to boost in the end phase. And yeah, he allows you to do that in the Z95. Um, so that's good. Um, I'm hoping that the other two pilots, or however many pilots come of it, something different. Let's keep I'm, our fingers crossed for Oddball. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the, the same pilots in the same ships with the same abilities. It's a bit dull. Uh, spoiler alert, Ben. They're clones. Whatever you know what I mean. I know, it's but cool. their 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 call signs are unique to them. So yeah, they're there's only same, one. Same, different. There's one warthog and one oddball and one hawk and one fives and one wrecker and one tech. They they get given their their unique identifier as a name instead of a number. Um, so been watching Clone Wars. Kinda a lot. Um, <laughs> so I guess I guess the problem with that is is that Oddball is name checked literally once, but yet they've put him in every ship so far. Um, so we'll see if he ends up in this one as well. I'm uh, actually I think there's going to be something, some secret hidden amazingness in this box. I don't know why. I just feel like there's going to be something dead good in there. That'd be yeah. nice if there was. There'd be a reason to and buy. I really it. like the the double ship boxes. Yes. I'm a big fan of the double ship boxes. They are. They are good. I wish they'd um, have done them when uh, Separatists were first released. 
to double ship box of vultures would have been very nice. He yes, got, they did. He got three ships, yeah. Belbalab. With a Belbalab, he got a triple ship box. Yeah, but I didn't want to buy loads of Belbalabs. Well, that's your fault. But you needed, you you needed to buy all the single ones to get all the discords. Yeah, I had to buy three individual ones for discords. Because now five Belbalabs is a viable list. <laughs> that's I think true. I've, got, I've got three or four of them, I'll be honest. I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the droids. <laughs> Not so great these days. Shall we go on to some wild speculation then? The wild, the best kind of speculation. <laughs> so, so we have been told on a stream. Was... Ooh, okay. okay. Go on, Liam. You finish your thought. Okay. Finish your thought. I was going to say, going back to something that was said earlier on with if they up one, they drop another. So lists still kind of exist, but they just rotate out pilots. I think the best way to fix what we have now is some people might not like to hear this, but I think if you look at some factions that are clearly too strong with what you can put in, you just start looking at going, well, should we be able to have this many ships in there? And the way to fix that is going, no, let's knock a point on most of the things because this faction shouldn't be able to throw out seven ships. This faction shouldn't be able to throw out six. So you bump up their points. They can only hit four or five effective a four or five almost very effective list. So let's let Ben do his introduction to why we're going to talk about points, and then we can talk about points. You have to sw- <laughs> switch that round in editing, Tim, sorry. <laughs> it was I'll a very good point, edit, Because we want to get it done quicker this week, so Tim can play Spaceships tomorrow. Anyway, so basically the, the point is that on a stream, I'm not sure what the stream was, because I, I very rarely watch the streams. Um, they said that when the new Z95 drops, they are planning new points as well. Yeah, so, so they were they were painting Gar Saxon or something, and somebody asked them, um, you know, are there going to be points for the Z95, and are other points going to change? And they said, as far as we know, the devs are thinking of doing a points review at the same time that they're releasing them. So it's not nailed on. They've not guaranteed it's going to happen, but they've said that they're thinking of doing it. So. Um, so yeah, in in terms of your point, Liam, it's it's a it's certainly an approach to um, shaking up the meta, which might be what they want to do. Um, we heard a rumor, and I, I've never found it where it was corroborated, but we've heard a rumor that they were a little bit surprised um, at the outcome at Adepticon and at the kind of lists that showed up at Adepticon and the way people played at Adepticon, almost like you know they hadn't realized that people were going to look at what was available to them and pick the most horrible combination of ships and, and <laughs> pilot abilities that were available to them and put as many of them on the board as they as they could. Um, so, you know, they were looking at not just Nathan's list that won, um, which we've obviously played around with and found to be very strong, but also Marcel's list that came second, um, which, again, we've played with and found to be very strong. Um, and it's those massive kind of combination toolbox lists um, which we're now finding in the other factions as well. So, I mean, Liam, you found one in First Order, um, which other people have been playing around with. No, um, First kind Order, of... no. No list exists. Don't bother trying people. <laughs> Five or six ships in First Order um, with a few little secret sauce upgrades that um, catch people out a little bit, a little bit of a gotcha. And other factions are starting to find kind of five and six ship toolbox lists. Um, and I think it's that might be the spot that they're aiming for. Um, but what they don't want is seven ship toolbox lists. 
um, where you know there's seven unique and interesting ships with good abilities um, all playing around together. So um, yeah, I mean, in terms of what they're going to do with points, I think um, Tim kind of made the the point earlier on that they've kind of constrained themselves by putting themselves into a twenty point limit for what they can do um, in terms of point changes. So putting things up from three to four or from four to five or down in the other direction is a massive broad stroke. That's a five point change in old money or a 10 point change in 10 point change in old money. Um, I can't do maths at the minute. My brain's gone fuzzy, but it's like a 10 point change in old money. Like, and if you imagine if Luke Skywalker had been 60 and suddenly came down to 50, he'd be everywhere. And you know, if, and and that, and that massive points change. We saw it once recently, didn't we? We saw where um, dash dash dropped yeah. by that that volume in a single in a single points change, having already dropped over the previous points changes by smaller amounts, and suddenly he was everywhere, literally everywhere. So it's such a coarse thing. I think what they need to do is look at the loadout values rather than looking at the the points of the ships themselves. And then if they look at the loadout values, then you you can see where they can tweak things. So to take an example of a ship that's pretty commonplace in Republic is Barisoffi, who's got seven loadout points, which is exactly the amount of points you need to put instinctive aim and concussion missiles on her so that she just has a three-dice gun. She just focuses every turn and has a three-dice single-modded gun every turn, and it's fine. Um, and if you get a bullseye, happy days, because then you, you CLT instead of spending a concussion missile. Um, if you knock her loadout value down by two points, she can't take that. Or if you remove missiles from her slot options, she can't take that. She has to take other things. And that might make her a slightly more interesting choice. And maybe it's not a nailed-on choice. Because I think if you take loadout value off Barris, she's actually good value at three, but she's not an auto-include. Um, where at the minute, she's an auto-include because of her loadout value. But that's my thought, anyway. I, I think it might be quite interesting if they had like maybe like two versions of Pilot. So you'd have like say, a two-point filler version with no upgrades, and then the proper version. So that way you could sort of have more of the two-point fillers but never worry too much about some crazy combination coming. You'd just see eight ships spend, uh, spammed. Yeah, but it might be if, if you give lots of If you give factions multiple two-die ships to choose from, you'll see those factions include all of them. Yeah, but they'd have no loadout value. Doesn't yeah, it's the same as look at Blunt and Derek Clivian. They appear in so many rebel lists because they're good value together. Um, that's because they have got, well, Blount has got a good pilot ability. He's a cheap three-dice gun. Clivian's pilot ability is more negligible. But um, if you look at other factions that have got multiple two-dice... give a load of more rubbish twos. Um, you've got, yeah, you've got, um, I think, Scum. But Scum have got a choice between a couple of not great options at two points. I think it's Andrew Shellac and Ahav. Yeah. Um, and you're looking at them and you're thinking, well, I can put both of them in a list and then fill in 16 points with other stuff. If they were better, if they had better pilot abilities, or if, you know, suddenly the, the meta became full of big base ships, Ahab would be an auto include, um, you know, and he, he can do that anyway because there are some big base ships around. Who scums of, of a two-point? I'm trying to find who it is. So it's, can... it's Andrew Shellac in the Z95 and Ahab. And then they've got the one. Oh, I they've got the no. They've got the autopilot drone at one point, which is interesting because it's the only one pointer in the game because it blows up on turn three. It comes upon um, Yasbir, too. 
Does it? It's a two-pointer then, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a one-pointer. Is it with the autopilot drone flying it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Maybe it's just wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it is a two. That was mistaken. Um but yeah, I mean if you look at who the other, you know, the other factions have got in at two points, um, you know, Imperials have got a bunch of choices, but they're they're weak ships, so you know, you can push the TIE swarm in um using them, but you've only got TIE LNs in it. Um and That's the Obsidian pilots are night beast. And they've got, got no load out. Yeah, well, they've got no loadout. It's like two zero, and then you know, even the academy pilot is three points with three loadout that you can't really spend. Um, so you know, it's it's a bit weird. And then you've got um, uh, Liam's favorite faction, says who get vulture droids. Um, basically, don't, don't, don't talk about him. It upsets me. And that's what I'm talking about them because I like to see you cry. It actually makes me sad too. I packed them in my bag. And then I've never played them because they're just rubbish. And that's the only two pointers they've got in that faction, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, fill up the vulture droids if you feel like it. But that Lovely tri-fighters as well. It is something that... Oh, my that, word. It's a five-point one. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that made me wonder about, um, about the Z95 coming out in for Republic. Was what niche is it going to fill? Because the torrents already exist and the v-wings already exist and there's a really good v-wing at two points so the z95s are going to have to come in with really good pilot abilities at three points or amazing pilot abilities at two points otherwise they're just not going to see play because contrail's too good what have they got um any other uh two-point ships other than contrail um yes no because i can see contrail going and it becoming oh, yeah. A Z ninety five is the only two pointer. Um, I don't think they do. I think if you see a standard Z ninety five as a two pointer, you could see sinker return. You could have the new uh, Warthog in the Z ninety five, and you just spam them. It's just consistent two dice guns that survives. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'd, personally, I'd like to see one of the Z ninety fives and one of the Torrents as a two. Jesus, oddballs five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can all take barrage rockets now to put a second missile slot on them. Um, oh. So because they can all take barrage rockets, they're all like they can be a really threatening three dice gun. Um, but again, you know, they could just remove the missile slot and drop them all by a point, um, and they might actually see play. But right now, they're just not really being used. Um, I mean, if you look at first order, their two point option is um, Revis. Um, but not the generics. Um, Make Axe in the Torrent two points. Yeah. And one of the Z95s, that's what I'd do. Yeah. I mean, pour one out for resistance, it's only two-pointer is Bucket, and he doesn't even get the ship ability or the pilot, or, or the, the title. It can literally take nothing. I'm surprised he doesn't get the title because he literally flies that ship. I know. I know he should ha- he should have the title uh, because it's a free upgrade as well because it's a title now, um. So he should get it. But I mean, he's still a great little two pointer. I've been using him over the last couple of games I've been playing, and you know, I played a game of salvage mission last night with him, and he scored nine points. 
<laughs> just gr- grab grab an objective turn one and then just fly around the edge of the board just scoring points every turn that's, that's like, what matt did when i played him he yeah. he never engaged with him he just scored points with him yeah do you want to fly down here into this corner and <laughs> waste resource killing my two-point ship that'll take three or four shots to kill um or do you want to ignore him and let him keep racking up points he basically one harded around an objective till I got a Oh, I'll go to this one over here instead. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to, remember you're not al- have to remember, you're not allowed to slam if you're holding the objective, but yeah, if you're towing. But uh, yeah, for um, satellite, you just go, oh, somebody's coming near me. Three bank, three bank, slam over to this other one that you've just <laughs> left. Um, looky, 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 I'm not there anymore. He's, yeah, he's great, but yeah, I think the 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 problem with putting too many two pointers in each faction is that, um, like, so the ones that have got lots of ships and lots of choices, you do just tend to see the same things, you know, the same lists coming up, like so, Blount and Derek Clivian in all, virtually all Rebel lists, um, I mean, one or both of them. They're both good though for the price point, aren't they? Absolutely, and that's the thing with two pointers. If they had some like pants abilities. You wouldn't. Yeah. People just wouldn't bring them. Yeah, but I mean, you look at it, and you and to, as I've seen a few people on um, Facebook or somewhere saying, you know, they think that the the best thing to do would have been to give every faction a two point generic that was like I three, and it was like here's a two point I three generic that has got a virtually the identical stat line, either you know two three three or you know two Maybe two. Put a pip on it. Whatever, no, not even. It's a two-point generic. Um, uh, oh so yeah, everyone gets limit a it. better. So everyone gets a better generic than the separatists. Absolutely. This is, <laughs> this is why I don't trust people. They've been so degenerate for so long that they deserve everything they're getting right now. I don't even feel sorry. Hard pass. <laughs> Django, Django, what, Son, what Grievous. What? To make the vultures actually work. Because make them one and a half points. I can't make. I can't see them making them one point. You no, could. You could make them one. Else... A, you, you could make them one and a half by saying that you get three if you spend four points. Hmm. Something like that. Like reduce them in cost. Like genuinely put buy two get one free on it, or something hmm. like that. Like just so you can squeeze more into. That's your an list. interesting idea. I quite like that. You get this ships for these points. That, that's yeah. a, I really like that. That's a really clever idea. Oh, thank you. I'll take that compliment. No, I, I, that's interesting. I'd quite like to see more of that. You know, like maybe like little, like right. These three ships are I don't know six points. They have this loadout. They go almost quick builds. Yeah, but little mini squadrons. That's really could be interesting if someone made a load and ran an event or something. I hate when you have a good idea. <laughs> we can do that then we'll do that or we'll get Liam and Adam to do it at the next board in Brum you mean get Adam uh, to do it no it's me at the next one okay so we're all just playing chance encounter and eating pizza uh, just pizza <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's inter- it is a genuine good thought experiment like what do you do with vultures because you know they are the ship that is supposed to swarm um, them and TIE Fighters, they're the ships that are supposed to, you know, you're supposed to see masses of them on the table. Um, and yet the Vultures just don't have the opportunity to be in the game at the minute because 
every other faction. Well, the ship counts too high with better ships than a ship that has got a 2-2 stat line. And um, higher initiatives. It's just... Yeah. It, this is why if you up everyone by a point, you can keep the vultures where they are, and then you'll probably see a better showing, and it'll probably be a more balanced um, faction representation. Yeah. I think one of the things that I think it was Niels Duterte said on one of the Facebook groups, um, and I know he occasionally listens, so um, hello to him and, and Zach, who came to the Open um, and were lovely when they chatted to us. Um, he just mentioned that he looked at squad building without two-point sh- um, ships, and it basically shuts down so much. You you need that in every faction as a filler. Um, you need a way to to just, like, allow people to cram that one, that one last ship in. He said loads and loads of builds just come to, like, 18. With you know, you put your you put the ships in that you want, and you've just got this awkward gap. And it's like, right now, I've got to take two ships out that I want and replace them with more expensive ships or cheaper ships. Um, where, and I can see the logic behind having one two dice filler. Um, I just think that in each faction they should be the equivalent power that they've made bucket in resistance. I think he's perfectly pitched as a two point ship because he's easy to kill if you expend the resources to do it. You've then got to decide whether it's worth doing it. He's interesting because he can slam, um, but he's not got a great dial otherwise. And if you catch him, he just explodes. Um, and I think two-point ships in other factions should be like that. What they shouldn't be like is Contrail, um, who's the the other end of, of, of the two-point ship thing. You know, you put a, a vulture droid on one side of the table, you put Contrail on the other side of the table. It's like, right, right. Okay, seems seems fair, doesn't it? Um, he's he's the extreme example because he's busted. He's busted good, i five and two points. It doesn't matter anything else about him. Um, the fact that he can essentially have free advanced optics with target locks um, and has three greens, so can just live forever because they're tyrannical. Is neither here nor there. Do you think making an i five two points was a good idea? Oh, who knows? Maybe they didn't think he was the i five one. Probably plumber. <laughs> I mean, there's only one person who's the full-time developer of X-Wing, so you know he's a he's a reasonably good candidate for blame for literally everything. Um, probably that guy who develops the game. Yeah, probably is him. Are we not supposed to find some way to blame D? I thought that's how it worked. What Bob D? No, D Yun. He's just oh, okay. blamed for everything else. Yeah. I think it's all his fault at the minute because he's the judge so in America. Yeah, so they ask him for his opinion. So. We pass the blame on somehow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what, what do you think, Ben, about points? How do you think they're going to fiddle it about? I'm, 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 I kind of hope they go hey, hey. crazy again and we just have some mad nonsense drop because it's always the most fun. Like, when it first drops and everything's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I don't think we can have balance. I, I, I don't think it's obtainable. Because it, if everything's really, really balanced, I think it gets dull. Yeah. I think it's interesting when something's crazy and then someone finds some other mad, crazy thing that no one else spotted. So I'm I'm quite up for him to just go crazy and go, yeah, do this this time. See what happens. Play that for a while. I think I guess it depends how much time they want to invest into changing it every single time. I'm under the impression that they kind of want to get it right 
because they did say they didn't necessarily want to have scheduled updates, didn't they? Yeah. They said they, they didn't they, have time to do uh, scheduled ones. They said they wanted to get it right and make changes when they were necessary. Um, and FFG had previously tried that and it hadn't worked, so they'd said scheduled, but then they never stuck to the schedule that they said they were going to keep. And they started <laughs> making changes when they were necessary. Um, but then when they launched version 2 in the first place, they said that they were going to do regular changes so that they could shake things up. They said, we're not, we're not aiming for balance because balance is impossible, like you've just said. Yeah. What they just wanted to do was see different things turning up. So that's why they used to do some crazy stuff like, we'll just drop the cost of that by 10% or we'll drop the cost of that by 15% or 20%. Um, and just like, yeah, what's going to happen if we make M3A Auto Blaster 6? Um, you know, you, yeah, you can stick seven of them in with Torkoal Mux. Um, so whatever it was um, and yeah people just people fly them and then they go oh that seems a bit bad do we leave it for six months or do we jump in and change it like they had to with um, what was it the triple upsilons and the Nantex yeah the triple upsilons got a um, got an emergency ban hammer didn't they Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they, they got an article that basically said we never intended for this to happen and we didn't realise and we're sorry and you can't do it anymore. As of now, I'm telling you how we knew that was more. filthy. Is Tom Reed brought it to club night. Turned up with it at one point and yeah, went yeah. hammered three people with it in about eight minutes and went, oh yeah, it is disgusting. Packed it up and went home again. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you saw you saw people moaning when the points drop uh, happened when the points. Uh, emergency points change happened. They're like, I've just paid eighty pound for two of these, and now they've changed it. I was like, well, that's your fault for going for, going to eBay instead of borrowing them. You should have mm. known this change was coming. Yeah, but people don't I, think like that, do they? What was Tim trying to say before? Sorry. Um, I forget now. <laughs> <laughs> the oracle has spoken no i mean like obviously you guys have been chatting a fair bit and there's like yeah various comments to make about you know do you get rid of all two-point ships apart from like maybe uh obsidian squadron tie fighters and vultures so that the swarms can be swarms again because that's that's the thing is um if you actually make yourself a droid swarm in the current 2.5 it's the same as it was pretty much as 2.0 possibly worse because you don't quite get the right uh, upgrades around it, uh, but every other swarm has got better, you know, and and that's it. Like that Rebel Six ship list, like the auto include of uh, Derek and Blount, like you said, five points. It's just like, a bit of a no brainer. Um, so that that would be interesting. Um, generally, can't remember where where you were going with the other part of it, but. Oh, well, I'll carry on what I was going to say then. Uh, we've sort of touched on at the bottom end of things going up, but is there anything you think should come down? And also, what do you think has to be done to defenders to make them actually playable? Uh, I'd very say you need, to, you, right need to, now. you need to put them in a 200-point system. <laughs> That's not what I asked you, you mad head. Do you, think, do you think Defender Vader will ever be playable in the current game? Um, I think he is playable, but he struggles in scenarios. Yeah. Um, but because he's 11 points, it's exactly the same as he always was, which is if you put yeah, him into your fair. list, if you put him into your list and you don't get the best out of him, 
then he loses you the game because he gets blocked and killed. Whereas if you're able to fly him really, really well, um, he becomes an incredibly powerful piece um, because he can still, you can put prockets on him and he does five hit prockets. You know, you can, he's got loadout value up the wazoo. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not like yeah, you're flying him naked. Yeah, you're not flying him naked to keep him cheap like you had to before because he was 150 million points naked or whatever it was. Only cowards didn't load him up. And now he's a, <laughs> He's he's like eleven points, so you know you put hate on him, so he never runs out of, or even malice because he never runs out of um, force anyway, um, and malice helps helps him get some back, um, and then you put like a big poppy pocket or something on him, and that's it. Fourteen points, malice and a pocket, and off he goes. You stick a jamming beam on him as well because it's free. Why not? Um, you know, just do whatever you want, man. There's also a defender called Captain Dobbs that I totally forgot existed. Yeah, I knew he existed because Hexiled had him as a bounty at one point. <laughs> um, and basically the whole thing was just try and make his ability trigger. Um, <laughs> it's like he can make himself ionized to cancel a hit on somebody else. It's like, it doesn't seem like something you want to do with your seven-point defender. But um, yeah. No, I think Next defenders are... Right there. <laughs> defenders are pretty playable, I think. The problem is that... I don't think Imperials have got the right ships to put around them to make them good. And I've seen a few people using them on Exiled, particularly trying to, you know, get stuff out of Rexlar or maybe, you know, Vessery. Um, although, you know, some um the um guys up in Harlequins, um, Lewis, he's been talking like when he plays two point five, he uses Countess Riot and a bunch a bunch of X ones, or he did for a while. Um so, you know, people have been using them. I guess the question is are they as good in the wild as in a local meta? Who knows? Um, but, I mean, in terms of what would I bring down in terms of points, there's, yeah, a, few, it, there's a few things that I think are a little bit too expensive um, in, in my world. But um, I'd like to see things like the new Fang Fighters and Rebels come down um, because at five points, they're just too expensive. Why would you take them? Um, when they're, you know, low initiative um, and not as good as the equivalent kind of T65s. It would be good to actually see them on the table um, in a serious way rather than as a kind of a meme list, um, which we've been seeing at the minute. I, and I flew in that of, um, Dirk, and he's actually okay. Yeah, I, I've flown the Clan Ren volunteers, and they're really good. I think they're probably less good if you follow all the rules properly, um, because I was getting free rerolls all the time instead of just a range one and all this kind of stuff, um, <laughs> which turn, turns out you're not allowed to do. Um, yeah, but if no one stops you, you are allowed. That's that well, exactly that. That is. Um, it would also be interesting <laughs> to see um, things like hawks coming down as well in rebels. Um, in terms of resistance, the T six, the T seventies need to look at. They're too expensive. Um, a lot of them are just have been up. Like Jess Power shouldn't be six points. Um, I think some of them are really well costed, but some of the middling ones you just are never going to be played um, because they're they're just too expensive. Like Eloasti and um, Nienum at six, um, you're never ever going to fly them because um, they're just too expensive for what they give you. Um, and then I think um, in terms of um, Republic, I think that's probably about the only one that kind of got right. Um, I don't think there's much there that I'd recommend they change, except for bringing the torrents down um, and maybe making Padme a bit cheaper. 
um, because she's still ridiculously expensive. <clears throat> they don't like her ability, it seems. It's a feels bad for your opponent. Um, but yeah, at five points, she's just never going to see play. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be... They, they need to bring it up to bring the ship kind down. They don't need to bring too much stuff down, but I think they want to sweeten the pot a bit. If they can sweeten the pot with a couple of nice little nice little booths, buffs, <laughs> talking to French people too much, um, a few nice little buffs in each faction would be nice. Um, but yeah. I'd quite like to see like some of the falcons come down a bit. Not all of them, like maybe Han just a point or two. I just I just like seeing Han on the table more and I haven't seen him. He's like, really good. I know, but I, I just don't ever see maybe I'm just not seeing it, but I like seeing Han Solo rocking around the game. I mean he's it nine points. Like Luke. Yeah, he's nine points. If you bring him down to eight, he'd be at the same points as Ray, I think, in the scavenged YT. Yeah. Do you so, not think like Dre's got force though? Like, force yeah. is really good. But if you bring like, that even hand if you down don't to eight, Dre's ability. Yeah, but that hand can have force and he can have his free rerolls and everything else. So um yeah. you need to be really but, careful with hand because he can be. I mean I, I agree it would be great to see him on the table more because he's great fun. Um and at eight you probably would see him more. Um because then you've got the choice between you know him and Lando are both nine. Leia is eight. Chewie is seven. And we've seen Chewie actually in lists that have made cut at a yeah. con. Um, so there is a tipping point there. Um, maybe he should be eight and a half. <laughs> I'm not sure luring him is the right choice. I think it's more a selfish reason over than anything else. <laughs> what about you, Liam? Anything anything you can think of? Bring down, mate. Uh, not really come down. I just think things need to go up. That's not what I asked you, though, is it? No. Uh, okay, some cut down to two. <laughs> anyway, Tim, uh, is there anything you would like to see to come down, mate? I mean, I... see, I'm not sure it's just points, though, that's the problem. Like, I think if you look at the way we're actually playing the games at the moment, like, five objectives is encouraging uh, a higher ship count. So maybe a bit of variation in scenarios will actually affect how people build lists. And that's you know, then that's where we're at. Like three ship lists are generally bad because they struggle in in most scenario um, based games. So I wonder if that's a different way to look at it, rather than tinkering the points. Do you have to do you actually tinker the game? Mm. Well, if you if you if you if you if you make three and four ship lists more viable, do more people take those lists? I think people like people have always gravitated towards sort of three ship, four ship list, haven't they? But, in, in but a three previous... ship, a three ship list, unless flown very well and you and or your opponent flies very badly, uh, will lose on scenario more often than not. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting point, and it is one that I've seen made by a few other people in other places, which is you know. The, the lists are currently tailored towards the set of objectives uh, that we've got um, and the scenarios that we've got. Um, and the one that feels very different and the one that you almost have to play totally differently is Chance Encounter because it's got a single objective. Um, so those murder lists, those three, four ship murder lists can actually do what they're there to do. 
um, rather than having to play catch up, which they have to do in other stuff. Um, so it'd be interesting if they put more um, different scenarios in, maybe that had, you know, two or three objectives rather than five, or even that had eight or nine objectives that you had to do stuff with. Um, so, you know, grab it and return it back to your home base kind of thing. And yeah, you know, that or, or whatever um, that would massively benefit eight ship lists or massively benefit three ship lists, just depending on what it is that it's trying to do. But um, I'm not a game designer and I can't think of anything good off the top of my head. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Obviously, some of the scenario points going is a little bit quick at the moment. I imagine they will... I'd be surprised if you didn't look at it after seeing some how quick like certain games are ending. But, I mean, so there's a good portion of the American community think that's a great thing. But we we looked at this and we actually looked at data from a 32 player event at Board and Brum, and more than half of the games go to time. You know, people are still playing the game at the end, and you've got 17. You know plays 11 you know you've got a fair a fairly big delta in points but they're not you know you're playing you're playing a five ship list for five turns is the average game of x-wing um and more often than not the games aren't completing before the before it finishes um so you know i, I don't know if that's going to change like i've started playing longer games now um when i'm playing with other people who are comfortable with the 2.5 rules um and we're not having to stop and consider things and point scoring really quick and we're getting through seven, eight, nine turns rather than, you know, five and six turns. So I don't know if we'll see it speeding up. Um, but, you know... I mean, that's not what I'm seeing. <laughs> it seems yeah. to be going quicker, if I'm honest with you. But, I've... I mean, if you've got two people playing a five-ship list, you can you can rattle through those games, really. Or you, do you mean it's finishing quicker or you're getting through yeah, more yeah. turns? No, it's, it's finishing quicker and not necessarily... Sometimes I don't feel like it's a satisfying finish. Like, I feel like there should be a bit... You know, like, when you feel like there's more to a game, even when I've won, sometimes I feel like there should be that... You know, you don't get that satisfying end game. Yeah. Yeah, that's my experience of uh, 2.5 so far. Games just don't look or feel finished. Like, oh, it's over. Uh, I know my experience of a 32-player event at Fallen Brum is pretty much void because three of my games lasted 30 minutes and that was a massive statistical outlier. Uh, but in the ga- other games I've played, it's still generally how I felt. Yeah, and I, I've, I, I get that, you know. Um, I think I've, the more games I've played, the more it started to feel like there is a point where you think, I can't win this unless I'm lucky. So last night I played a game against Andreas Tolman. Um, and there were two turns in a row where I had an out to win. Um, and in neither of those opportunities did the out happen. Um, once because of variance and once just because he was able to move um, and prevent me from from doing what I needed to do. Um, but like on either of those two turns the game could have swung and then I would have won. Um, he had two health left on the ship. And if I'd been able to take it with the shots that I had, then, you know, the game is over. Um, 
for me. But because I wasn't able to close it out at that point, he then won kind of, you know, 22 to 14 or something like that or whatever it was at the end um, with all of my ships on fire or dead. Um, but two turns before that, it was really hanging in the balance. And I think that that's what happens to me in the games now, which is you either get to a really, really tight last turn. So a couple of weeks ago, I played against Dave in the club um, and I didn't realize, but he'd had his eye on a win condition, which was initiative killing my I3 ship with his I5 ship. And I was thinking, I've got everything lined up. I'm going to pop his I5 ship. I'm going to get eight points because it's Chirinu or however many he's worth. And that's going to put me on 20-something and it's unassailable. Um, and I didn't realize that he'd put himself in a position where even though I held four objectives and he didn't hold the fifth one, um, if he killed my Ahsoka, he won 23 to 22 because I couldn't then take the one health left that was on his rack sort of thing. I was like, ah, okay, fair enough. Um, just one of those kind of, I think the games can get really tight and can get really swingy. Um, but I think there is a point in each game where it just ticks and it's unwinnable. And I think the problem is that that doesn't happen in the last roll of the last dice on the last turn like it used to in version two. I think it happens when the scores seem even, like 11 or 12 each or you know seven or eight each, and then suddenly something happens and you get a seven, eight-point swing. And it's like, right, well, that's game. And now we've got to play a turn where I can't win, but I'm just trying to stop you from getting points and there's nothing I can do. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So I think I had a chat with, I can't remember who I was talking to, somebody on Discord. And I think it's getting to the point where if you're playing against people who have the same experience of 2.5 and are as good at flying spaceships around, not crashing into rocks and stuff, um, and have roughly the same kind of level of decision-making um, and knowledge of basic X-Wing maths and how to spend your tokens effectively and that kind of stuff, then you get closer games. Um, but occasionally you do still get the weird outliers where things just snowball from like turn two. Um, so one of the things, it's going to be interesting to watch it tonight. Um, Ollie Pocknell is doing a statistical breakdown of the Adepticon final which is being heralded by the anti-2.5 crowd as, you know, the, the prime reason why 2.5 is bad. And it's being heralded by the pro 2.5 crowd as here's an example of two very good players and one of them just outplays the other one um, from turn zero right the way through. Um, I think it's so, both. Uh, I think it's primarily the second thing. It's not an indication that 2.5 is bad. It's an indication that there's a gotcha moment that we all now know about, but the reason we all now know about it is because Nathan did it to Marcel. Um, it's not an indicator that the game is bad. It's an indicator that something happened in that one instance of the game that made it not fun to watch. Um, it was like, oh, that, that's game over then, right? I guess I'll get back on with my day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know that I know that I disagree with quite a few people with my view of that. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to hear what Ollie talks about it on his he's gonna basically run through the game so he's gonna be like on stream for about an hour. So that'll be on YouTube by the time this comes out. Actually I'm sure I've seen when I was looking at the cards before that um he was live I think. He's live yeah. now. I'm I'm gone. See ya. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it. I, I might be wrong. I'll catch up later on. Oh yeah no yeah. he's live. Live yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. 
So, so it's happened. <laughs> so go and watch it if, if anyone wants to go and watch it. No, I told um, you. To be fair, I, I, I also I do really enjoy my games. I, f- I feel like I came across quite negative, but I don't feel like that about 2.5. Yeah, I'm enjoying the games, and it's one of the reasons why um, I've stopped um, thinking about going to um, some of the other stores around us where people have been less positive about X-Wing at 2.5 because I want to just turn up to the store and play three games of X-Wing and enjoy myself and have a chat and a laugh. And I don't want to feel like I'm having to defend 2.5 because I don't want to. I want to go and turn up and just play games. Um, and oh, that's fair. I don't want to go places where I'm going to have to have arguments, or not even arguments, but just discussions with people who want to be like, oh, but do you think this is good? And I'm like, I don't care. I just want to play the game that's in front of me. <laughs> and if I didn't think it was good, I wouldn't be here trying to play it. Um, and it's one of the things that's really good about our Tuesday nights is that, you know, we are having these, we're not sure. Well, we had those, we're not sure, but we're going to give it a blast kind of nights. And then it was like, actually, I'm quite enjoying this. Mm. Um, and I mean, Dave, um, Dave Leavers, one of the new Sith takers, as I say new, he joins kind of at the, the end of lockdowns and stuff. He mm. works at Element, but he's been doing a f- phenomenal job, absolutely cracking job of bringing new players in to the community because people are still walking into element games, walking around the shelves, looking at the pretty X-Wing spaceships and going, those are cool. And he says, as soon as he sees somebody looking at X-Wing spaceships, he goes over and says, have you got some? We play here every Tuesday. You're welcome to come down and join us if you want. And people just trot down and play games with us and they stay, you know, and they've been, you know, because we're pushing positivity into play in the game we're not moaning about it we're not trying to discuss whether it's broken or it's this that or the other it's like this is the game that we've got to play we're going to play it um no that's fair i like that i think you know. i've been quite outspoken about the things i dislike about the game but and i, I I'll, I'll openly admit i don't enjoy it as much as 2.0 but i still enjoy it i enjoy it as much as i like playing ticket to ride uh, I'm in kind of the mind frame at the moment where I don't really look forward to my games, but when I'm playing it, I do enjoy it. So I'm hoping yeah. something clicks and I, I do kind of get that urge to play more often because I, I think once every two, three weeks, I'll look for a pickup game. But apart from that, I won't, but I'm hoping I start to find the joy in looking for those again. Yeah, I think that's the thing is just finding finding those fun games. But, I mean, ultimately, playing casual games isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is that when you're actually somewhere pushing ships around on an actual physical table rather than a TTS, is that you're enjoying yourself in the room with your mates and with the people that you play with. Um, That's what's good for us, isn't it? That yeah. There's so many of us there, and we just have a laugh. And we have I'm a little snacky snack. We have a little snacky snack. <laughs> what's that, Liam? I'm good. I can't get to those just because of uh, where I live. But, like, to be perfectly honest, I'd have been happy at the Boarding Brum event if we all sat down and played uh, Hey, That's My Fish. <laughs> but that's it's playing. Not, that's just playing games that you enjoy with people that you like the company of. It could be literally anything. It could be a game of poker. Um, you know, it could be Snap, have a laugh, try and break each other's hands. It's fine. I you know? don't know how to play poker. Do you not? I'll teach no. you. 
Are you sure? I tried to. I, I was playing it on Far Cry the once, and I, yeah. it gave me a guide on all the best hands, and I could win on that. But then I forgot it like two hours later. Okay, I'll teach you how to play five or a hand. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, is that a poker term, or are you trying to take money from me? No. <laughs> that did not give me an answer. <laughs> of those options. Um, yeah, no, if anybody offers to teach you poker and then tells you that it's money, then say no, because um, they're not being kind. Um, so, um, yeah, anyway. At least stealing from you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it is it is great, like, um, and I don't want to keep banging the drum, but the, the, the reason that our Tuesday nights have gone up in numbers, because there was a point where it was you, you and me, Ben, or you, me yeah. and Dave, I think, and yeah, yeah. we were kind of looking at each other and going like, yeah, this is this is gonna get pretty old pretty fast, isn't it? Like the three of us kind of playing two games each on a little round robin every night, just being like, right, okay, what have you got today? Oh, rebels again, cool, right? Um, but then you know Matt came, and then Matt, other Matt, and then Sean started coming, and then you know some of the old hands started coming back, and then the new people started coming, and yeah, now we're back up to sort of you know eight or nine people, which is great because it means that you get three games against a bunch of different people um, and people are there for the right reason, which is, you know, we're here to play the game, not to play other things or moan about the game. I think um, since the new edition, we've had three new people start. Yeah. And also Dave said, message, I don't know if you saw in the chat group chat, that he's met someone new who's supposed to be coming down soon as well. Yeah. So that's good. Are be. these people coming willingly? Well, if he don't, he doesn't let the cats out of the basement. That's <laughs> fair. I mean, <laughs> and we've got Vlad coming back as well, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. The impaler. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, I I was raging last week because everybody like it seemed like because I had COVID, I couldn't go. And I was like, <laughs> this this just seems rude because the one week that I'm not going to be there, there's like eight people who'll be like, yeah, hey, I'm coming down. I've not been down for ages. I'm coming down. I was like... That's why they all came yeah. down. I know. I felt personally attacked. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But, you know, you can come this time. It's fine. Just be you and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's tur- it's tournament week, so everybody turns up and goes full try hard. It, no, that's just you. It's it is just me. I'm doing it again this week, though. I can't help myself. <laughs> not until somebody gives me some of that best car, then I'll stop. I'm purposely not going to put it on just to upset you. I think Mike Upton's going to trade me some for something else, so <laughs> so I can I can stop trying so hard. I mean, there's there's four signups already. I know Tim is coming, and Vlad is coming. Sure, I've seen someone else might be coming. So there's going to be at least six of us off the bat. Okay. That doesn't include anyone new who turns up. Yeah, it's going to be good. We've got Matt and Jake. Is it Jake? Josh? Anyway, Brain. I'm really bad with names, so I don't try. I'm good with names, and that's that's the bad part. That's why everyone gets called mate. Is it wrong with four, four, four letters and starts with a J. <laughs> I just go, hey, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you? You talk to them like I even, I even got it around at, at work. I go, uh, "What's your name again?" And when they say the first name, I go, "No, no, no, your last name." And it's like <laughs> roll out of my mouth now because I get it wrong that often. I'm pretty sure I told you that trick at some point a few years ago. No, it's, I've been using it for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, of course I know your first name. What's your surname? Your surname. I need to do something on your HR file. Not, not a bad thing. 
it's fine. Um, uh, no, it's, I've, uh, I've, arranged, disciplinary form. <laughs> <laughs> I've arranged to go to a game night kit. It's all sorted out when I go to Florida in August. So I'm going to go to, um, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, fortunately, I'm not going there tonight. Um, what's it called? Uh, sci-fi, sci-fi City in Orlando. I'm going to go and play a few games against Crispy. Um, so, yeah, and and the missus is giving me permission. I'm just like, I'm just going to go out for a few hours, and I'm just going to have to pack a little box with some X-wing stuff in it. Um, unless I just ask him to bring me stuff to play with, but I want to bring some of my own stuff. So I'm going to go over there, and it's going to go on one of on their normal game night. So I'm going to try and. Um, get a custom order in with cog before i go so i can give some bits and bobs around um as well so be nice lovely sifter target locks they always come out nice yeah i could do that'd be nice and easy nice and easy so yeah i'm really looking forward to that genuinely am no i'm jealous i'm hoping when i'm in malta if if their scene's still going to maybe get a game in one night Genuinely, I reckon that if you just messaged somebody like Dave and said, "That's my plan," do you, can I just come round your house and play a game of X-wing? And he'd be like, "Yeah, fine, I'll, I'll come and pick you up." We spoke a little bit at the Sift Taker Open, and I said mm. that but I was very drunk. <laughs> I had been drinking all day with Connor and Mike, so you know, it's a it's a good but hobby. I, enough. I, I still wasn't as drunk as Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can uh, happily call it there, actually, before we start reminiscing about drinking stories. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. um, Also, just a a thank you again for everyone involved in Sift Taker League. But have either of you two got any uh, shout-outs? Or Tim? Do you want Uh, to start, Rich? No, I'm I'm good tonight. Uh, Uh, Do you want to go, Liam? Board in Brum? Cool. uh, Board in Brum and (laughs) Acticon. Smashing me about. I've still managed to get the win, but Jesus Christ, that bosque is horrible. <laughs> the lizard touched me in all the wrong places. You know you liked it. Yep. Anything from you, Tim? Uh, yeah, just a, a final shout out to Matt, um, uh, you know, Bastion Gaming. And yeah, I looked forward to getting back there for another game, uh, another event in the future. Cool. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Liam. Doodles. Goodbye from Rich. Bye. Goodbye from Timbo. Goodbye. And we'll see you next time.